Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Welcome, welcome to, to Baseball. baseball. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Hello and welcome to Baseball Mainly. Hello and welcome to Baseball Mainly. Another edition, I think our 15th show. Oh my gosh, are we getting that We're old? We're getting to be veterans. Oh yeah. We, we might be we might qualify for the uh, MLB pension. <gasps> Okay, I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I'm sure we're on the less than a dollar a month deal, though. <laughs> yep. I once got a, a contract at uh, Fantasy Camp for a penny from the Tigers. Really? Yeah. What did uh, you do with that penny? Uh, they didn't actually give me a penny, but that's Whoa. what it said on the contract. Whoa. At any rate, uh, welcome, and uh, we're here today. We have uh, Corey Patrick Stewart. Corey's our... Uh, uh, he's going to be our bench coach today. He's hey. going to keep us going. It was like Gene Lamont. For 17 straight years. Good Lord, that man <laughs> sat on the bench. You know, Gene Lamont was the the manager of the Chicago White Sox. He was. When Robin Ventura got yeah. his butt kicked by Nolan Ryan. Mm-hmm. And he Just had a, a little trivia there. He had a little. He had a temper too. We got to find footage of that. Yeah, but Lamont, Gene, Gene, Gene Lamont come stayed out. out of that fight. Oh, he did. He, but he, he just. He, oh, he used yeah. to scream and yell though. I, I yeah. think there's footage of that. Yeah, I think he grew older and wiser when he became a manager. <laughs> yeah. And with us today is Ethan, the Stat Man. Perlman. How's everyone doing? Any better, we'd be twins. Whoa. Okay. Not I, the Minnesota I, Twins. No. No, no, no. no, no well, no, we no, would no. be better if we were the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Leading yeah. the AL. Yeah, the, the Twins, I think, are going to have a good team this year. I think uh, Cleveland's beatable. Oh, yeah, easily. I think the pitching has deteriorated. Uh, they still have some offensive threats, mm-hmm. but uh, they're they're beatable. slowing down. They're they're slowing down. They're in that that turn like the Tigers did a few years ago, where yeah. it's like, oh, uh oh, uh oh, we're getting well, we're getting older. Once you win four or five straight division titles, you're bound to have a bad season. Yeah, you hit the hill, and then you get over that, and it's like, uh oh, slowing down. It's all about time. All teams do it. And speaking of time. We have a, a great sponsor today that mm-hmm. Ethan's oh. going to tell us about. Nice yes, yeah. we do. Uh, once again, Watch Bands Plus is sponsoring today's episode of Baseball Mainly. Watch Bands Plus located in Farmington Hills for the last 34 years. Uh, if you need any watch bands, they have a selection of over 5,000. Uh, they also have watches uh, from the Citizen Eco Drives to... Uh, a bunch of interesting uh, watch faces uh, from military to superhero. So if you're a military person or wanting to go to Comic-Con with a pretty cool watch, mm-hmm. uh, definitely check out Watch Bands Plus. Also, if you go in and you need a new watch battery, mention you heard about them at Baseball Mainly. You'll get $2 off any watch installment. Oh, cool. Uh, watch Bands Plus, once again, is located at 27867. Orchard Lake Road on the northwest corner of 12 Mile and Orchard Lake in the 12 Orchard Shopping Center back corner. Yeah, they're kind of tucked away in the corner, but definitely work worth looking for. Yep. It's where I go for batteries. My wife has a plethora of watches, and we're always getting new batteries. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just have one watch. You need one that goes with every outfit. It's true. And, in fact, they probably have some uh, some nice bands that would go with your outfit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got that nice, cool red and black shirt on yeah. today. you got that lumberjack look going. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they might have something for you. Yeah. I mean, we're all kind of looking very colorful today. Purple. Yeah. Orange. 
red. And when you go it, over it, there, it, it's the mention us to it Robert is the standard orange for baseball mainly. Yeah. Is that the standard? Oh. I mean, I think I've worn this color orange on more than 60% of the shows. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to go right. standard orange. You're definitely uh, bowling green through and through. Yeah. Well, you're yeah, a Falcon. I mean, I mean, when you work there for four years with the baseball program, if you're not, you know, wearing that, uh, that school's, you know, swag, loud and proud, then you're just not doing it right. Well, it's we definitely true. would love to have somebody on who's, who's a, a – Gee, they're a Division One college yep. coach. Yeah. Whether uh, an assistant or the, you know, the head coach, mm-hmm. we'd love to have them on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe somebody who took your job, and we can <laughs> we can hear how they're doing relative to you know the master who's sitting here with us today. Yep. Well, this day in baseball history. Yeah, we got we got two pieces uh, here today. Um, both relatively, you know, I wouldn't say recent, but also not that far off. One actually is pretty recent. Um, but the first one, in 1999, Fernando Tatis, who is now Fernando Tatis Sr. because Junior is up in the majors, uh, becomes the only player in baseball history to hit two grand slams in one inning when he clucks eight RBIs in one frame to break the old record of six. The Cardinal third baseman hits both of his uh, grand slams off a Dodger starter, Chan Ho Park, in an 11-run third inning of the team's 12-5 to victory at Chavez Ravine. And we actually got a video of I this. need to see this. So we are going to play that video now. Power against power here. A fastball, two to Tis. With the bases loaded, no one out, two over the count. That would be my guess, and I think that's what Tatis is looking for. Let's see how they play it. Park is set. He kicks and delivers. Fastball, and it's a grand slam. Woo! We see who powered that one. A grand slam home run, and the Cardinals lead it four to two. That went over the bullpen. That went over the back wall of the bullpen. No, I don't think it went that far, did it, Joe? It Holy disappeared man. behind the wall. Woo, there wasn't and any doubt about that. Did one, you hear it? how quiet this place got? <laughs> oh yeah, they just. <laughs> wow, that was that was <laughs> McGuire distance right there. That was smoked. Woo. I mean, it went a long <laughs> way for Tatis's <laughs> fifth home run of the year, a grand Brutal. slam. Tatis could make it an 11 run inning here in the third. Cardinals have already scored seven. In the pitch, the runners go 3 2. Tatis swing and a long one. There it is, folks. Baseball history. A second grand slam home run for Fernando Tatis in the third inning in Los Angeles, California. And the Cardinals lead it to 11 2. Get those record books out, folks. The date, April the 23rd, 1999, and we've just seen Fernando Tatis hit two Grand Slam home runs off of Chan Ho Park in the third inning, a hanging slider, and the fans here at Dodger Stadium are giving him a standing ovation. Wow. 
And, you know, that, 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 both of those baseballs traveled a very long way. And, uh, Corey, you seem to be kind of, uh... It was 1999. It was the juice years. Yeah, 20 years ago. The juice years. You think both of those were juice? It was juice. Juice. Maguire was standing I, I mean, right there. I, I mean, he's cl- yeah. Maguire's clapping maybe because he's thinking, "Damn, he hit that a long way. Yeah. And he ain't do, and he ain't doing the good stuff." Oh, or maybe, wow, that stuff that I gave him was really good. <laughs> well, the year Maguire hit seventy was the previous year mm-hmm. in '98. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maguire then followed up that you know seventy home run year with a sixty-five home run year. Yeah. So. I'm not. I'm not saying that he did pass along the juice to other guys. It was but the juice era. It was the juice era. But no. But that's a, still even. First question though. Why would you leave Park in? My question exactly. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Lead into that one, Jeff. Seven runs. Seven runs. <laughs> did, did did the Dodgers just not have anybody else? <laughs> Like, wow! You, you know, you got to look back, and I kind of wonder, was this the last game of the series? How many arms were used in yeah. the previous game? Because, sure. you know, that is a that is a great I question. I guess, but man, what a way to knock Park down a peg or two. Yeah. Give oh. it up. And he was a, a great slam. pitcher. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, I actually do remember him, because I, uh, I try to follow as much of the Oriental Asian uh, baseball culture as and possible. And why would that be? Some odd reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Ethan just said this wasn't that long ago. 99. I coached ninth grade baseball players who weren't alive at this point. Yeah. That well, was they a long time well, ago. Well, it's interesting you think about it because, I mean, most high schoolers um, these days don't weren't even born before 9-11. Yeah, it's amazing. So, it's true. You know, it's interesting. You know, we, we talk about baseball history in hi- in history period when some of these new textbooks come out 9-11 is going to be one of the first things taught it's going to be like uh pearl harbor was it, to it, me it yeah. took exactly. place it took place uh almost uh, what eight years before i was mm-hmm. born yeah i mean with 9-11 i just remember i'm I, sorry I, 12 I was, years before i believe i was, I was in kindergarten and you know i just remember that day you, get, you got pulled out of school early no you know as a kid you didn't have any idea why although you did see the footage but i mean as a five-year-old i i didn't understand what was going on ninth grade freshman year of high school i definitely remember that day we yeah. had to stay the whole day though yeah, i thought we were gonna go uh, home we had to stay the whole day yeah in our in mm. in, in, in my era it was the assassination of john f kennedy mm-hmm. yep and just prior to that was the cuban missile crisis sure uh, and then uh, the Challenger yeah. blow up. That's a biggie. Yeah. So yeah. we do have one more histor- historical piece, and this kind of does has, have a tie to Detroit. As uh, in 2013, uh, Atlanta teammates at the time, Justin and BJ Upton, both hit home runs in the Braves' 10 2 route of the Rockies at Coors Field. The round tripper marked the 27th time in Major League history that the brothers had homered in the same game, but it's only the second time in consecutive at-bats since 1983 when Lloyd and Paul Wainer went back-to-back mm. for the Pirates. And and, and that and those are names aren't, that aren't familiar to me because they're National League. Mm-hmm. But uh, certainly we know Justin Upton here. And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, he was traded away at the deadline to... to Get somebody. Yeah, to the Angels. Who did we get for him? Who did we get for him? That's a yeah. great question. We got 
We got prospects. We got that, prospects. We got prospects who have not made it up to the majors. Sure. Yeah, maybe suspects. Who knows? Yep. Well, uh, so we got we got a quick video. Oh yeah, we got to see this. this. I, I love to see the power of these guys. And that one hammered down the left field line. Boy, did he wait on that and unload. B.J. Upton with a solo homer, and it's a 4-1 game. You know, B.J.'s really been struggling. He didn't, I talked to him a little bit between games, and he was, you know, he, he talked, but you know, you know he's struggling, and it's uh, wearing on him a little bit. And then he just sends lightning bolts that make you realize, man, this guy, when he gets it going, is going to be something. Hanging breaking ball, he didn't miss it. Now Justin unloads and admires. The brothers go back to back. They haven't done that since Little League, folks. And it's a new April record of home runs for Justin Upton. He's got 11 of them. So, I mean, we, we saw both of those mammoth shots. I mean, of course, it's Coors Field, so the ball's going to travel a little bit better. Sure. Um, but I think in any ballpark, I, those were gone. I actually like that ballpark. We were privileged to go to a game there a few years ago. And I love the look of the stadium walking in from the parking lot. You walk in from an underpass, at least the way we came in. It was uh, it was an intimate setting, but you're right. You're in. You're. I mean, the ball flies there, just mm -hmm. flies. But that that first home run from uh, B.J. Upton, Melvin Upton, uh, that ball. That's a whiplash ball. We call that right. Pitcher throws it in and he gets whiplash watching mm -hmm. it go up. Uh -huh. I mean that 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 breaking ball. Hung about just below the belt, middle of the plate. Yep. Major league major league ball players don't miss that unless they're just looking dead red. That's right. Now, now you did say something interesting before the show, Jess. Um, you you wanted to know why why BJ changed his name from Melvin to BJ. Do you not like the name BJ? I don't care for that. You don't. Okay. No. Just no particular reason. Okay. It's just initials. I, I just figured I would ask. You know, do you like uh, JD? J JD sounds a little better. It sounds like an, an attorney, right? Juris doctor. Uh, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, I had, uh, let's digress a minute. I had an uncle, my grandfather's brother, whose name, his name was S.D. His that was name his was name. S.D. It was kind of common in the South that people sure. had initials. Okay. They mm -hmm. happened to be the initials of his mother's first and middle name. Oh, wow. So during World War II, wherever this uncle was working, you had to have full names. You couldn't have initials. Right. So he told them his name was the same as his mother's, which was Sophrona Damaris. Hmm. Now, I don't know. I would have made something else. Samuel David or something. Sure. Yep. Sophrona Damaris. No, well, I don't no. think so. Yeah. Anyway, I have, a, I have a lot of relatives on that side with interesting names. Uh, anyway, that th th those 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 balls jumped out of there. Those guys, I don't care. Anybody who's ever played baseball, played softball, knows what it takes, especially in baseball, to hit a ball coming that fast and turn on it. Every one of those guys 
turned on that ball. And the, the longest home run was that one that was way over the bullpen um, uh, for uh, Tatis. I, I have no, no, no clue how you hit a ball that far. Uh, Mickey Mantle hit one into center field in Tiger Stadium, went over 500 feet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm happy if I hit the ball 300 feet. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah. I mean that's a poke for me. Uh-huh. Of course, Cor- they don't throw it as hard. What do you institute as a success at the plate? How far does that ball have to go for you? Oh, it just has to leave. It just has to make it over the yellow line. That's success. Yeah, for me. To me, I, to, just, for me, I mean, just fine. No, 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 I mean you hitting. Oh me! What, what, oh. Con- what constitutes success? <laughs> Making contact with the ball and not uh, swinging and throwing out my hip—that would be success okay. for me. Yeah, I, I'm always happy when the ball finds some green outside yeah. the infield. Oh yeah, because yeah. we're going to be taking BP down at Comerica Park sometime this oh, summer. Oh no, yeah. And, and we, we could... and we got to fig- constant figure out what is our well, goal. How we many should do it on a pitch? Tuesday sure. during our show and let because we need a comedy. Sure. Out. How much? Uh, <laughs> how how many pitches are, are we getting I, per you person? Probably, you'll probably get about ten or fifteen. Okay. Probably so from somebody like Dave Rosemont. If I can get fifteen pitches and I connect. And connect, and even if it's you know grounders to third, mm-hmm. you know shortstop, you know second base. Even if I can get those and make contact, two out of fifteen, I'll be happy. I will. I will. Con- I will be happy. We have any of those major league pop ups, like the movie Major League? Oh, if I pop. Up. Oh, if I pop it up. Oh, that will be even more fantastic. No, I, okay. I put everything on the ground. Well, uh, speaking of our performance, uh, what's going on with the Tigers this week? Well, let's see what's going on with the Tigers this week. They were rained out yesterday, so they are currently playing a doubleheader today, yep. uh, trailing 2-1 to one against the Red Sox Ooh, currently. Yeah, Who's you, pitching for Boston? Uh, Chris Sale. Chris Sale and, with uh, a 7-what ERA? Let's see. Right, uh, it it is right now down or up to a 7.36. Oh, wow. Look at that. 7.36 um, ERA. And, <laughs> sale? Yeah, and the lone Tiger run has been driven in by your boy, Jess. Rod- Ronnie Rodriguez? With a home run? No, with a double. I, oh, I told you, I'm boy. coming around to Ronnie Rodriguez. I saw wow. him commit an error the other day on a ball he shouldn't have committed an error on. And then... I was real upset with him until they did the replay and found out the first baseman hung with the bag and it wasn't an error. So now I'm okay with Ronnie again. Okay. You know, it, think about how hard it is to be at that level, being trying to make a roster and stay on it. Sure. And the guy's got power. Yeah. And he, sw- he is a little more disciplined at the plate this you year. You don't make which... it up to the major leagues by just sheer luck. I mean, it's grinding out. I mean, there's a very low percentage of, of- baseball players through AAA, through the farm system, through college, you know, through high school, where your percentage of getting into a major league baseball game, a game, is extremely low. You have a better chance of winning the lottery, I think, than than getting in and playing, you know, major league. So Ronnie Rodriguez, for him to be up in the major leagues, it's not just, and we have great scouts in, in Detroit. It's not just because, you know, we need an extra guy. We have pretty decent scouts. Pretty decent scouts. Well, hey, what? What? You're shaking your head over there, but you know we have pretty decent scouts. What has messed us up is all those uh, Central Division championships, mm-hmm. going through the playoffs, getting to the World Series in 2006, 2012. We're not used to having a rebuilding team. We're not. So we have a lot of guys that are trying to figure it out. Sure. 
And um, you can't fault them for it. Well, I I, I think they're playing a above what we expected already which is great which are they're what 10 and 10 so yeah. far for mm-hmm. the first 20 games you know i think they boston would love to be 10 and 10 through their first 20 games they have a much bigger payroll and and arguably more talent true you know mookie betts jd martinez mm-hmm. chris sale mm-hmm. you know all these guys are gonna <laughs> they're great ball players mm-hmm. and we don't know what we have yet our our big surprise has been Nico Goodrum, sure. who's hitting the heck out of the ball sure. and playing great defensively. Right. Uh, I mean, isn't it better for you to be in a baseball game or going into a baseball game kind of with a lower expectation or just no expectation at all, and then all of a sudden being pleasantly surprised? Like you were saying the other day, Jess, your your guys. Um, I'm sorry, I'm losing. Uh, for which school? Uh, Bloomfield Hills. Bloomfield Hills. It's on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my glasses on. And, and Corey, what, what is their mascot? It's can, a, can, it's can a, you see it? It's a, it's a bird of some sort. It's a black hawk. It's a black hawk. I thought it was a purple hawk, oh. to be honest. But, <laughs> but they won, yes. They won on, uh, they on won Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, they won Thursday. In a, a rain-shortened game. Rain we won five game. innings. Yeah. What was won the ten final to three. score? Ten yeah, to three. Ten to three. And, and you know what? It was a different team. They, right. you know, they played last yeah. the Saturday before that. Were there they any could, dingers? Uh, nobody hit one out. But no. one of the kids on the other team hit one to right field. Had to go 310. You know, it wasn't yeah. far from the fence. Yeah. And our right fielder just went back like he was Al Kaline and caught it. <laughs> and the same guy couldn't catch a cold the week before. Right? So that's baseball. It no. is. Oh, it no. is baseball. So. Our, our guys are coming along. It's good. Uh, we played a little scrimmage yesterday, and you know sure. who knows. Uh, we you got know. a doubleheader today against uh, what usually has a team that is usually good, sure. at least on their varsity, is yeah. Troy Athens, and yeah, uh, we'll see. But it's, it's and they the are, I believe, Red Hawks. Oh. So it's the Blackhawks against the Red Hawks today. Ooh, I, I'm just just let me know when you play a team called the Falcons. Yeah, okay. I'll be I'll, <laughs> well, be, I I'll be very intrigued. I think that's Groves, and I don't believe we have any any games against Groves this year yeah. on the at the ninth grade. Last year, the varsity played Groves in the district, mm-hmm. and uh, Groves beat Bloomfield Hills in I believe eleven innings, something like six to five in a great game. Yeah. One of the best high school games I've ever seen. Had great pitching. And it was unfortunate that somebody had to lose. Hmm. Hey, anyway, what do you think of the Tigers? What's going on? I'm disappointed. Uh, like I said last week, I'm a little disappointed in the hitting. We are leaving way too many men on base, and it's not the pitching. Can't I didn't blame it up to the pitching. I didn't look it up. Can you look up team sortable uh, statistics on the Tigers' website and for, for, see where yeah. we what stand, their average is at? Where we stand against the rest of the league? Yeah. It's uh, just uh, I'm 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 disappointed in the fact that uh, we just I, I, honestly if if we don't turn it around by uh, you know next month in May of where we're hitting, I see I see Mr. Lloyd McClendon really being on the on the on the line here well, because it, it, it it's. It's not that we don't have good hitters. We do. Nick Castellanos had one of the best seasons last year hitting, and now he's kind of just kind of tapering off again and, and swinging at everything, but he's got a good average. So last week the Tigers, I believe, were in 28th overall in batting average. Uh, now they are 26th overall in oh, batting wow. average. Oh, wow. Hitting, because we actually scored hitting some runs. 218. It's just it's disappointing to see that when we finally figured out the bullpen we have a great closer which could possibly by trade day deadline if we don't start winning more games he's gone shane's gone by far and then 
we're just going to start seeing these other pieces where it's like, wow, we have these great guys who could actually f function as winning games. And it's not like the Central right now is looking extremely strong. We're two and a half games back off of what, Minnesota? Uh, three games three back. Three games back off of Minnesota. So it's like it, it's within reach to so, win games. Oh, we're only 20 games into the season. Hey, but, you know, look at it. It's You got you to gotta start off of running and then finish off with a trot and then sprint to the finish line so i do need to interrupt us for a second because we do have a very special guest on the phone already uh so we are going to bring him live scott green can you hear us yes i can hey scotty how you doing good hi guys what's going on oh uh we're just talking about baseball we're getting ready to talk about uh what's going on in uh in uh, free agency land, uh, uh, I don't know. We haven't looked in the last few minutes, but uh, I think Kimbrel was talk about going to your Mets up there in New York. Uh, any any news on your radio stations up there about what's going on? Uh, actually, I, I have not heard. Yeah, I haven't heard that yet. I'm shocked that he's not with somebody, and I'm even more shocked that Keiko isn't with somebody uh, yeah. by this point. And I think both of those guys just, could help the Mets. They're just asking for so much money that it's ridiculous, and mm -hmm. guys are staying away. But right. Well, I, you know, who, Ethan who told Ethan told me that uh, Kimbrel has said he'd play for less. Kimbrel and Keiko both have, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they they've stated that they will play for less money. Uh, but the the thing with Kimbrel is he wants to be a closer, and if he goes to the Mets, he will not be a closer. He will, in fact, be that guy. The would have to be that setup man unless Edwin Diaz really, you know, comes down with something that he can't pitch the ninth or gets injured. There won't yeah, he be. He looks a... like the real deal. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not a Mets fan. I you know I'm a Cardinals fan, as Jesse knows, but uh, he looks like the real deal. So I don't see I don't see Kimbrough closing in New York for either team. No, I don't either. And uh, uh, speaking of New York, I, I heard uh, Mr. Judge is on the injured list. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so he won't a, he won't yeah. get his 200 strikeouts this year then probably. Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, they've they've been decimated by injuries. He's like the 13th guy to go on. Now it's the injured list where it used to be the the DL. But uh, I'm always going to call it the DL. I'm sorry. Yeah, we are um, too. We are too. Well, um, uh, so they're having a tough time with injuries, but they're hanging tough. I mean, they're still in there. So, so it, it, you know, I was listening to some of your comments about the Tigers and stuff. It's early. I mean, it's it's uh, for some teams. Yeah, you got to put the pedal down a little bit. I get mm -hmm. it, but uh, I mean, Cardinals last night had a finally played well against the Brewers and beat them all over the field. Thank God, and they proved that Christian Yelich is a human being. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Not a robot who uh, just hits home runs yeah, for they, a living. They brought Yelich's uh, batting average down to about three thirty-seven with only thirteen <laughs> home runs this year. God. Yeah, he went 0 for 4 last night. Did nothing, thank God. Yeah, and well. Fowler finally had a, his biggest game as a Cardinal, at four hits. And if he hits, uh, if if Fowler plays the way he can play, and uh, Azuna can do it, and it's too bad that Martinez just he's got a glove that's made of uh, iron because he just can't find a place to, every day in the lineup. Yeah, they could put some real big numbers up. And the, the shortstop they got, DeJong, is the real deal. This mm -hmm. kid is cool. is a slugger, and he plays a damn good shortstop also. So I think the Cardinals got their shortstop for the next five or six years. Well, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a long-term deal go for him. Well, you're a National so. League guy, so uh, you probably have seen some games with Cody Bellinger this year. 
Oh yeah. That guy's yep. only that guy's hitting 424 so far mm-hmm. with a 500 on base percentage. It's yeah, amazing. Bob, 36 yeah. hits yeah. in what 20 games? Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Yeah. So it, and, and, and we yeah, don't I've see those been, guys. I'm, yeah. I've and, always and, been a National League guy, always for whatever reason. But and Bellinger is only 23 years old. Wow. So he yeah. he is still a young guy coming into his own and to you know his rookie year he had a great year put up tremendous numbers last year uh he kind of regressed a little and to get off to the hot start that he's gotten off to this year um really should be a good sign to dodger fans that hopefully you know he made some adjustments over the off season on that pitchers won't be able to figure him out as easily now well and we've got a guy here that's having a good season uh shane green who uh was formerly with the yankees i believe before he came here He's ten for ten in close uh, closing situations right. this year, mm-hmm. uh, and he has a, a a great whip. He's got like a five eighty point five eight three whip with a one fifty earn run average. Uh, it must be a curse. I think like a, a witch or something came over Detroit and said, "You know what? You can't have both. You can't have a great closer and good hitting, and you can't have great hitting with a good closer." Yeah. So it's just like. I, well, I just don't get it. As Scott said, the season is young, <laughs> and uh, we've had a lot of guys come in and close here that have had success that couldn't throw strikes. That's true. I, I don't, you know, I mean, uh, the guy with the crooked hat. Fernando, uh, Rodney. Fernando Rodney. We had uh, the other. We uh, had Valverde. Yeah, we had Todd Jones. All Valverde of them. Valverde went 40-40, didn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was perfect. Yeah. But, yeah. he, but he took, like, five minutes to, you know, get one through one batter. Yeah. And it wasn't because... It was a battle. It was three pitches, but it took five minutes because he got the ball back, took a stroll around the mound for about two minutes, got back on, you know, had to readjust his hat, readjust the glove, then throw the pitch. We're going to get the clock at some point, I guess. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, we're brought to you today by uh, Play at the Plate, uh, Scott's uh, organization, and we'd like to play a little snippet from uh, their commercial. Would you like to play some baseball? Do you still dream of playing on a major league field, experiencing the magic of places like Field of Dreams? For 15 years, Play at the Plate has been making dreams come true. Play at the Plate offers you the chance to play ball. Join us for a lifetime experience. Go to playattheplate.org or call Scott Green at 631-255-4475. That's 631-255-4475. And so we just saw that great commercial. And, uh, Corey, do you have any idea who voiced that commercial? I think that was our, our man, Jess, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know. It, 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 it <laughs> sounds... I thought it was Lawrence Olivier. Yeah. <laughs> you, Scott, you might be right on that one. <laughs> um, uh, Jess actually asked you, uh, he had to take off. He's got uh, some sort of practice or yeah, something. I think, he's, I think got, he's a coach I, or I, something. I think he's got to go prep that field, you know, right. make sure that grass is mowed, the yeah. lines are drawn, you know. Yeah. I, I know all about that, that's believe right. me. Yeah, that's right. So, Scott, um, yep. Scott, what are your expectations for the Cardinals since we're kind of still talking a little bit more about Major League? Um, what, what do you, where do you um, see well, this? They've got a good lineup. Uh, they've got pitching. They've got a couple guys in the bullpen, which you're going to hear a lot more about. Mm-hmm. One of them is John Gant. 
Uh, I mean, it's his second year with the Cardinals. I mean, his numbers, I don't know them offhand. Check them out. I mean, they're he's almost unhittable. And Brebbia, John Brebbia is very yeah. good. But they got a guy right now who throws the ball faster than anybody and harder than anybody in baseball, and that's Jordan Hicks. Yeah. He averages 102 miles an hour per yeah, pitch. He is definitely and on he, the radar. Although I, I watch him, and it's, it can get exasperating at times. You know, he reminds me of Jason Isringhausen. Long, you know, he'll get it done, but uh, you're not going to have any fingernails left by the time it's over. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's if he learns his trade, he can be the cardinal closer for a good long time. And uh, he's a small guy too, and he he really he's a he just hums it. Yeah. So they like I said, if Fowler hits, and uh, if uh, I mean Goldschmidt's the real deal. He's starting to heat up now. He started off mm-hmm. a little slow. He had a He's hit a couple of homers last couple of games. I mean, just getting him. I mean, you look at it. That guy signed a long-term extension before he even showed up in St. Louis. Yeah. All right. So that being said, I mean, it's a great place to play ball. Um, I mean, they're not always going to pay the big, big bucks for it, but uh, they make you feel welcome. And the, like I say, the Cardinal fans are uh, are pretty good to play Tried for. And true. I mean, it's it, they, yeah. They just won't cheer for you. No, right, right. It's uh, it's just it was weird during that Chicago Cubs era when I guess they were good. Uh, they're sitting currently sitting ten and ten in that um, uh, that Central uh, National League. But uh, it's nice to see St. Louis. I've always just kind of considered uh, the National League Central to be St. Louis's division. Because it's been, you know, ever since Pujols was there, it was always yeah. this. Yeah, ever since, ever since I, uh, we're, I'm living in the greatest era, except maybe for the last three years they didn't make the playoffs. But mm-hmm. before that, the, since the new ownership took over in '96 and Tony Larusa came in, yeah, it was the greatest era of Cardinal baseball. Uh, you, know, you got a couple of world championships, division titles. I mean, you were in the playoffs pretty much every year. Yeah, uh, and it is, you know, is it our division? Yeah. I'd like to say it is. I, I certainly <laughs> think it is, but it's a tough division. It I is. I mean, you got the Cubs. Yep. The Pirates are playing well now. Yep. How long that's going to last? But mm-hmm. you know, the the Cubs and the Brewers are going to be there. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if the after the division winner that both wild cards came out of the Central. Oh no, guarantee. I I agree with you completely on that. It just always seems like um, yeah, it just it was a great you know the the Cardinals always seemed in my mind. You couldn't hate on the Cardinals because they always seemed to do it right. It was sort of like how you know San Antonio with the Spurs always did it right. Yeah, just, it was just, just don't ever say that to a Cubs fan. No, right? Because well, oh god, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it always just seemed like that the the Cardinals had you know they played well, they did it right. There was never really any sort of I mean, even during the McGuire years, it was just clean baseball. You know, and they went out and did it right. You know, when you look at the Yankees, it, you look at the Yankees at this as this hierarchy that just kind of loomed over baseball. You, you, but you, you, you either like Yankees. the Yankees or you hated the Yankees. You look at the Yankees almost like you, that. You look at the uh, Monopoly man, you know, from the, yeah. from the Monopoly. He's just the Yankees are just the team that always walked around with that big sack of cash. Yeah, they always they always had that. But the Cardinals, well, listen, you know. I, I, as much as, I mean, listen, I love the New York Yankees, okay? And I'll root for the New York Yankees against anybody on the face <laughs> of the earth except the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. And uh, that's my American League baseball that I get. And when you go to Yankee Stadium, the new one, which I will tell you I'm not a real big fan of, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, over every concession stand, all 30, all 27 of them is a picture of that world championship team. Oh, yeah. And let's face it, you know, 
Name the greatest sports team in sports history. As <laughs> Manchester United or, or I mean, the anybody, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. It's the New York Yankees. Yeah, because everybody knows the pinstripes. Everybody knows that iconic yep. New York Yankee symbol on top of the hats. I mean, it's... I mean, Derek Jeter is probably more well-renowned than, like, I don't know, like you said, like, let's go to soccer, you know, Christo, um I, I would I, I wouldn't, and Ronaldo. I, I, I Ronaldo wouldn't or say somebody. that. I don't know. Did I, Jeter, I, for 20 seasons, Jeter kept his nose clean, did it the right way. Yeah, but, what, but when you talk about keeping your nose clean, doing it the right way, that's one thing. But to say that... He, that he covers a wider scope, a wide, he has a wider, you know, known name, wider popularity. I, I think with most soccer players, even though they're not really known here, all over the, the world, the, sure. The, the, but. the U.S. is like, you know, just seemingly seeming to be getting into soccer. I mean, the re- player you mentioned, because I've been in, I played soccer in high school, and I am a huge soccer fan, and it's my. Um, baseball, hockey, soccer. My, mm-hmm. I follow an English team, Aston Villa, very closely, who are hopefully going to get promoted next year back to the Premier League where they belong. But soccer is worldwide. Of course. And yeah, World Cup. I always me, love it. There's just people in South America who never heard of Derek Jeter or Europe or wherever, I mean, but they know Ronaldo, Messi. Mm-hmm. They, they know those guys. Yep. So they're going to be, you want to be world acclaimed and world recognized, be a you know, a football player. Yeah, uh, yeah, football, football. In Europe or uh, South America. But Derek Jeter is certainly, he was class. Oh, yeah. He just just was class. It was was really an honor to grow up in in that era to watch him from the start. Because I'm from a Kalamazoo originally, so, you know, hearing about, you know, Derek Jeter was a common thing back, you know, growing up in high school and, and, you know, playing baseball and everything. So it was always like, oh, everybody wants to be like Derek Jeter, even though you lived in Michigan and you really yep. should be a Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually in Kalamazoo, there's actually more Cubbies fans because we're closer to Chicago than we are to Detroit. So that's why I had to move out of Kalamazoo. <laughs> so, I actually never got into that not being from St. Louis and being a displaced Cardinal fan from New York. I was never really involved with the Cardinal-Cub rivalry mm-hmm. firsthand, except for the few times I did go to Wrigley Field to see Cardinal-Cub games. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, a very controlled polite hatred yes yes polite and it's, and it's not like red sox yankees where they just get in your face and tell you to stick it right. um <laughs> at least you know with them they just you know they'll just give you dirty looks sure and uh you give them back but it, it's it's a controlled hatred rivalry but i i get it you know half the state of illinois is one or the other and yeah it's, that's uh, it's true an interesting place to be mm-hmm. uh, underrated rivalry as far as the east coast is concerned they don't really understand it or get it but uh that's a fun. That's a fun time. A Wrigley uh, uh, game at Wrigley against the Cardinals is a thing that somebody. That's one thing you should always do. If yeah. You get a chance to do it. Oh, definitely. So, Scott, um, I, I do have a question for you. Uh, I believe you either just had an event or you are having an event coming up in West Palm Beach. We had our event two weeks ago, and, in, uh, and that about spring how, training home of the Cardinals. How many? Uh, how many people did you have come out to that event? We had, a, I think it was 146 players came. We had uh, 10 teams. Um, we got the Cardinals in Marlins locker room. We had lunch every day. Everybody got to play seven games. We had just a 15-minute rain delay in the middle of uh, one morning game. We got the tarps on the uh, the player. I came down and whistled, so we got to get the 
the uh, mound at home plate covered, mm-hmm. covered him up. It rained for 10 minutes, uncovered it. We kept playing ball. So nice. it's a great time. Went out every night with the boys. It's That's our signature event, the Palm Beach Classic. And then this and was the next da- event this was we have down coming at- up is in five weeks, five or six weeks, at the site of uh, the movie Bull Durham at yeah. the Durham okay. Athletic mm-hmm. Park, which is right up there with any park I've ever played in. They spent $3 million on a new surface on a, a new field, and it rivals Progressive or uh, Toledo, in my opinion, were the two nicest fields I ever played on. Wow. And we I'm played, at, and we played, at, played at Fenway and Wrigley, too, but just the actual turf and everything else, those those are the three best fields I've ever played on. Fantastic. We only have a few spots left open. I mean, Jesse, Jesse's coming with his son. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about it. Yeah. Yep. And, and, so and then I, after that, we have the uh, ultimate road trip. I do have some spots left for that. Um, that is something that we've never done before. We're going to have a luxury bus, hotel. You'll start the trip off with a game at Camden Yards against the Red Sox. We're going to play at three different minor league parks in the Maryland area. Catch out a Nationals game, includes the hotel. I've got five or six spots left for that, and that's about eight weeks from now. Okay, okay. And uh, how, how can people get more info or register for some of these events? They can just go to our website, playattheplate.org, or they can call me directly at 631-255-4475. Awesome, awesome. Well, hopefully we can fill those spots. Yeah, I'm pretty ho- sure they're going to go quick. Yeah, uh, we'll, it we'll sounds like a yeah. great uh, few events coming up for you. Um, and before we let you go, I know Corey was very interested in finding out, do you have a World Series prediction mm-hmm. yet? Uh, um... I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be fair to me if I didn't say the, the Cardinals will be in it. Um, I, it. I like the Houston Astros. Yeah, I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them. I'd love to see a Houston St. Louis World Series. That would be fantastic. That, that would be a very uh, yeah, good. Yeah, I think that matchup. would. I would watch that World Series. All uh, hopefully it would go all seven yeah. games, uh, and then back at St. Louis. But uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I would. Actually, I was thinking about going to St. Louis this weekend. This coming weekend, I was going to. Gonna do a last-minute treat myself to a birthday trip, but I decided not to. But uh, oh. yeah, it's, I'm gonna wait till a little later in the year. And sure. maybe I was thinking about going to uh, Poolholz's first game back. Hey, okay, game, yeah. yeah the, I'm sure he'll get, he will yeah. get a, uh, a, a I'm a standing O. I'm sure he will uh, as soon as he. Gets I back. think there's gonna be. I don't think there'll be St. Louis Cardinal fans are not gonna boo Albert Poolholz. No, not at right all. now. Even no the ones way. that like myself who like, what did you leave for? I mean, right. I didn't get it, but they won't boo him. But I expect a very long standing ovation. Oh, easily. And the, and the guy who will precipitate everything will be Molina. Yeah, oh, like easily. He still does for David Freeze. Every time mm-hmm. Freeze comes to town, Molina steps out of the box and makes sure that fans recognize that David Freeze is back home. Yeah. Uh, and believe me, it's going to be quite an emotional moment. And he deserves the accolades. He does. Uh, I mean, he does. And if yeah. he goes into the Hall of Fame, I would assume he'll wear a Cardinal hat. But, oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, you know, Scott, it, it sort yeah. It still no. breaks my heart a little bit that he's not there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it breaks my heart that Verlander's not in Detroit anymore. But, uh, you know, we still. Yeah, I can see that. It's nice to still see them still playing, still doing it the right way. And, you know, hopefully maybe one day we can have our players back in the right jerseys and then retire their number. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of funny you mention that. I, I see that happening. I yeah. see Albert Pujols coming back for a game. Yeah. And to, to retire a Cardinal, you know, yep. that happens a lot to iconic 
players. So, yeah, sort of like Ichiro this year did it, you know, yeah. and, and yep. decided that yep. he wanted to end it in Japan, and that was going to be it, and that was the right way to do it. And there are just players By out way, there. Speak, speaking of which, his last game, we've actually played on that field. Played the plate has run on event in Japan. Really? Five of the last six years, and we've played inside Tokyo Dome every wow. year. Wow, going international. That's awesome. Uh, it's, we play. We take one team from here, and we play against the other Japanese guys. And it's really cool because we don't use a baseball as we know it. Yeah. Uh, the adult baseball leagues over there, or the recreational leagues, use what they call like genko ball, a G-E-N-K-O, and it is a hard rubber ball. Okay. And you could actually catch and just wear a mask and a cup. If you wanted to, really, um, but the, yeah, it's pretty cool. The second they, they have special bats that are like bottle bats with a very big hitting surface on it that have actual a rubber insert to it that grabs the ball. It's, it's really state of the art stuff. Check it out. Go okay. online. Mizuno makes all that stuff. Yeah, but uh, very very interesting. But and then they're just fabulous people. I mean, they're just fabulous. That's awesome. And uh, we're not going to go back this year, but we hope to be going back in 2020. Well, I might be joining you, Scott. <laughs> uh, it's a, a great, great time. We go to a couple of games, and we will play one game at either Tokyo or Saibu Dome. So it's, it's pretty cool. Fantastic. Well, Scott, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, hopefully it's nice weather where you're at. Um, it's a little... uh, I'm actually standing on the front porch right now. It's fabulous right now. That's awesome. Beautiful. That's awesome. Well, Scott, take care. We'll be talking to you soon, and uh, I hope everything goes well. Again, Get a hold of Scott Green at Play at the Plate if you guys ever want to be interested in doing something besides uh, staying inside. <laughs> yep. So. Thanks, guys. Thanks Thank so much, Scott. Thank you for being on. Okay, so that was Scott Green once again from Play at the Plate mm -hmm. uh, that was on with us. Uh, we do have two more segments to uh, go through real quickly before we wrap up the show. Sure. But I got to give a shout-out again. Unfortunately, Jess is not here for this shout-out. Okay. Ronnie Rodriguez has just hit a home run. Wow. And given the Tigers a 3-2 to two lead. Because Jess doesn't believe in him enough. And, and Ronnie Rodriguez I, I think, is I think trying Ronnie to Rodriguez is trying to convince Jess, Jess that he's a baseball that player. That he is a true ball player and deserves to wear that English So tied beat. up 2-2? Two, two, right I know now. it is 3-2 because oh. prior to that, Grayson Griner vanquished a home run over the Green Monster. Two off of Sale for some odd reason. So, and even when Sale was with the White Sox, yeah. and I'll, I'll make this quick, but... Even when Sale was with the White Sox, the Tigers always seemed to have his number. Some days, yeah. Some days, it really didn't seem like it. Give or um, take. But it's interesting because Chris Sale, last season, started off looking like he was going to be a Cy Young candidate. Then mm -hmm. he unfortunately gets injured. Sure. That candidacy kind of goes away real quickly. Yeah. This year, he's started 0-4. Mm -hmm. He will not pick up a decision today. He was out of the game by the fifth. The game was tied. Um, wow, he got pulled that. His pitch yeah, count must have been he, really he high. He had thrown 97 pitches through five innings. That's insane. He did, he did, he did strike out 10. Um, that is so unlike but, 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 but his ERA through these uh, through these starts as of today is yeah. a 7.43. Wow. So something, you know, 
something's not going right with Chris Sale. Either the ball is not as deceptive, maybe he's just not feeling it. Maybe he just can't get a good grip or Or something. Maybe he's not. He's overthinking. Maybe he's not even fully uh, healthy again. Sure, Um, he could be lying. But who's down on our farm? Down on our farm, we are going to highlight Mr. Willie Castro. Okay. Willie Castro is an infielder that the Tigers acquired in the Leonis Martin trade. Yes, that's right. uh, From the Cleveland Indians. Mm -hmm. Now. I got to do this shout out because you know, uh, Leo or not Leonis, Willie is turning 22 tomorrow. Woo! So I think I think we got to wish him an early happy birthday. Sure, right happy now. birthday, Willie. Enjoy, Hope you see en- you up in the majors. Enjoy your last day as a 21 year old. Um, after 21 years, no other, you know, there's no other milestone ages. I feel like it's just you just get another year well, older. Well, 25 is decent. Um, 26 is big because if you're still on your parents' insurance, then goodbye to that. <laughs> uh, 30 was big. 30 was a big 30 one? 30 was okay. big. I think after that, you go in increments of 10, but I don't know because I'm only 30. Okay. So 32, uh, we're going to highlight Willie Castro real quickly. He is uh, currently. Tony, at- how old am I? Uh, uh, he, uh, Tony, guessing 33. Okay. Um, sure. But uh, this season so far with Triple A Toledo, Castro is hitting 314 with a 776 OPS. Wow. One double, one triple, uh, five runs batted in, six runs scored, one stolen base, and a 12 strikeout to seven walk ratio. Okay. He uh, strugg- oh. He's struggling a little bit in the field with a uh, 918 fielding percentage. Ooh. He is he is known to be a good defender though, so hopefully okay. this is not you know. So doing a well thing. in AAA, doing well in AAA. He was at the AA level sure. pretty much all of last year with Cleveland and then with Detroit. Got up to AAA towards the tail end of sure. last season. So primarily, where does he like? Where do you see his glove more flashable? In, on, right, in, right on now the he right now it's shortstop. Okay, where he's been playing uh, for Toledo. You know, the thing is... So we wouldn't it, have brought it, him up over Rodriguez so for when Jordy he, I, Mercer went I down. don't think he's ready. Okay. You know, Ronnie's had some experience in the majors. I don't think... Uh, Obviously, he's hitting home runs Will, right now. Willie's <laughs> Will, Will quite ready yet. Okay. Um, but the big thing is with Willie Castro is when you think of the, the future Tigers, you think of that future infield, you got... Well, God knows who you got at first base because... We really don't have. We a, don't really have a solid ha- first baseman. We don't, we don't have a first baseman of the future. Mm-mm. I but, mean, well, who we're playing? We're, you, we're mixing around Cabrera right now. You're mixing around Hicks. You're mixing Goodrum. around Kudrum. Yeah. I mean, uh, you got Dixon, who's played a game or two at first uh, this season. <laughs> Dixon. But the big, the big thing is, it's gonna more depend in my in my truthful, honest opinion. It's gonna depend more on who is the future third baseman. Yeah. Because if Paradis can't play short. Mm-hmm. He'll go over to third. Castro will play short. Condelario. Then Condelario could possibly be your first baseman. baseman. And Dewell Lugo could be that second baseman. Sure. And, you know, I think about this. I uh, mean, if you think about it, Condelario has almost the same build, the same qualities as when Cabrera was mm-hmm. coming up with the Marlins and then decided and mm-hmm. moved him over to the first base. So I, I wouldn't, but I don't all, agree, disagree with but you. But not on only that. that, but it'd be interesting because that would be a first time in a long time the Tigers haven't had at least one American-born player in the infield. Wow, really? If, I mean, if you think about it, we had we have uh, Harrison right now mm-hmm. and Mercer. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, you did have um, Kinsler. Yeah. Um, you know, you think back, you, got, you had Inge at one point. You had Sean Casey, yeah. Manning, first base. Yeah. It, 
I think it's been quite a while since the Tigers had uh, a complete uh, infield, infield without without an American-born player. Eh. Uh, so we are in our final few minutes, and we got to talk about our food of the week. Yes, what, where are we going? So we are going down to a good old sunny Houston. Woo! Uh, to Minute Maid Park. And, what and are they serving uh, our first item is the smoked pork burnt and topped tots. Oh, God, try, they always do it better. Try saying that five times fast because. Smoked pork burnt and topped tots. Smoked burnt pop, pop, beep, pop. Exactly. So this is crispy tater tots topped with smoked pork burnt ends, queso blanco, barbecue sauce, green onion, and pickled chips. Holy mackerel. This is an $11 item. At a, <laughs> but does it come in the cool ma- helmet? Yes, it does. Oh, it see, does that's totally worth cool it. Helmet. So yeah. that is option number one. And option number two. Option I would num- take it without the pickles, by the way. Option number two is the, called the H-Town Dog. It's so um, tiny. It is a Nolan Ryan hot dog. Okay. Topped with barbecue chopped brisket. Oh, boy. Or red onions, Rico's cheese sauce. Pickles, green onions, and hot barbecue sauce, and you can get one of those for only nine dollars. Oh my god! I need. I'm so hungry right now. That actually looks. The more I stare at it, the more it looks delicious. You know what looks delicious to me is that bun because you know it, it's Passover right now and you can't have bread. And you know, um, <laughs> if one of those was sitting in front of me, uh, you I, it would be I, very I, hard to. No, I would easily break it. You know. Oh yeah. If, if one of those is sitting in front of me, I I, I am chowing I down. Yeah. I will repent later. <laughs> I mean, you know, it it, it just looks too good. Um, so yeah, that was our foods of the week. That's uh, awesome. Next week we will highlight or we will recap. All the ballparks we've already done. It's awesome. And the other 15, well, 14 after next week's episode that we still have yet to do. And if you have any recommendations or have any, you know, ballpark recipes of your own. Send them feel in. Free, feel free to send them yeah. in or call us at two, not two for eight, uh, <laughs> 844-999-9249 or yes. hit us up on our Facebook page, Baseball Mainly, sure. or our Twitter page. Yeah. And if you ever think mainly. we're wrong about something, which nine times out of ten I usually am, call in. Let's I'm, talk I, about I'm it. Like, I'd love I, to talk I tend about to only be wrong it. about six out sure. of ten times. So, eh, well, I mean that's why you're the stat man. So. Yeah, we, but, we we don't know how you know often yeah. Jess is wrong. I mean I Jess always seems to be right. Sure. Um, but yeah, so thank you once again for joining us. Uh, once again, uh, we were sponsored today by Watch Bands Plus mm-hmm. and Play at the Plate. Yep. You heard from Scott Green of Play at the Plate, mm-hmm. and uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, uh, baseball Cor- mainly. Cor- and let me you- let's see if I can do this. <gasps> let's play two.